Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview, uh, not a secular one. Thank you so much for watching us or listening to us today. My name is Bruce Johnson. I am joined remotely by my brother, Jacob Johnson. Hello. And uh, he is in Pennsylvania, and I am in the wonderful state of South Dakota. You know, he's not jealous or anything right you know (laughs) anyways thank you all so so much for joining us today we really appreciate it don't forget go to trdshow.net that's our show website we've got all sorts of cool stuff on there check it out send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com we want to hear your thoughts about some of the things that we talk about on this show and we will periodically ask questions and uh, bring up ideas and uh, we'd actually really appreciate it if you could contribute to those ideas as well so send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com with your thoughts about the show leave a comment like our videos let us know that you enjoy it it really helps boost our morale thank you so much for doing that already you also you know if you find yourself missing some of our episodes you may want to sign up for our newsletter you might want to get uh weekly reminders and actually it's uh tri-weekly tri as in t-r-i is that a word tri-weekly there's bi-weekly there's weekly t-r t-r If it's not a thing, we should make it a thing. Thank you. Let's make that a thing. (laughs) Tri-weekly emails. That means three times a week, you'll get an email from us letting us know. Letting letting us know. We already know. Letting you know that our most recent episode is now available for you to watch. And it also kind of breaks down the episode. So you know what it is we're talking about. You know what you're getting into before you click that link. And there's some extra goodies in that email as well. So you definitely want to sign up for that. Go to trdshow.net slash newsletter today. Takes like 30 seconds. Sign up. Or that list. If you're having issues doing that, let us know. Um, so, I just want to give you a brief rundown. We have a lot of new people, which is super cool. But it also means that there might be some new confused people scratching their heads. Like, what is this show about? Why are we doing this? Why are there three episodes a week? Do I have to listen to all three? Um, what do they all mean, right? What is this? What is the nature of our existence? All that. All right. So, um, <laughs> philosophical questions. But we're not going to get into those right now. We're going to talk about uh, more surface level questions. And that relates directly to what is our show about? What is the format of our show? So if you're listening to this, if you can hear my voice, this is our Monday show. This is where we talk about current events from a biblical biblical perspective. If I can say the word, we'll be good. We'll get through this. Um, things happen in the world. There are news things that happen a lot in case you were living under a rock. We live in a world where things are perpetually happening. Uh, and unfortunately, there are a lot of voices vying for your attention right now to describe said things and break them down for you on interesting perspectives and levels. Unfortunately, most of them are not biblically based. And so what you get is a very secular perspective on a lot of world events that are happening. So is that good, Jake? Does that secular perspective seem like a great, fantastic idea for Christians to consume? No, and also adding to that, it's uh, it's a perspective that wants to tell you exactly what to think instead yes. of where to find research. Yes, yes. And where do we, should we as Christians go for answers to ultimately every question we have? Oh, obviously the Bible. The Word of God, exactly, yes. Sunday, so Sunday school answer right there. Yeah, 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 Sunday school answer, right. Well, you nailed it. So, you know, you passed the Sunday school <laughs> test. Bravo. <laughs> Pop quiz you never knew you had or wanted. So, um, <laughs> so, we on this show attempt to break down on Monday, our Monday episode, current events from a biblical perspective. We then spend our Wednesday episode, because we do three episodes a week. Wednesday episode is our literature of the month. We're breaking down this month presuppositional apologetics by greg bonson um and every month we read a piece of christian literature on the show talking about principled christian things so check out our wednesday episode for that friday episode we have a discussion topic 
on random, random topics, um, sometimes not so random, like this week we're doing a series, uh, picking up a series on the Ten Commandments, but um, these are usually things we get from our audience, questions, and we try to answer them from a biblical perspective. So hopefully I've spent enough time answering any questions you might have about the structure of our show. And if you have questions about our particular principles, such as why are we called the Reformed dissenters? What does that mean? Well, if you have those sorts of theological questions, send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com or leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. All right. So I rambled a lot. We have a lot to get through today and I shouldn't have taken that much time. So without further ado, <laughs> let's get into things. We are going to be talking about some current events today, like I just stated it a little bit earlier. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. I cannot wait to hear what Jake's going to say. But before we get into all that, we have to talk about our verse this week, brand new verse. Let's break it down. Our verse this week is Hebrews chapter 10, verses 12 through 14. And it says, but when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. And again, that's Hebrews chapter 10, verses 12 through 14. Um, so, wow, this verse is chock full of some incredible, incredible truths, scriptural, theological truths, and attributes of God. But one of the things I really want to highlight here is uh, that, that part in the middle that we talk about. So I have to start from the beginning because this is talking about a time frame. We're, give, we're given a time frame in this verse. And it says, but when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, when did that happen? We know in scripture when that occurred, that's in our past right now, right? That has already occurred. Christ has offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins. This next part of this verse is contingent on that timeline. So keep this in mind. Now, this is present time. Then after he did that, after he offered a single a sacrifice for all sins for all time, now he is sitting, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. That's happening right now. That is happening today. He is reigning. Christ is king. This verse is so, so strong, and it's giving us this timeline, right? Right now, he is working for that time for his enemies to be made a footstool for his feet, and that harkens back to a whole bunch of Psalms where uh, David writes about the footstool uh, the, I think actually Psalms 2 makes reference of that, where the nations will be the footstool of Christ, right? So by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. And so sanctification is, of course, this process. On a personal level, we know full well that this process is us becoming more Christ-like. But on a more cultural level, it is society becoming more and more Christ-like. It is a, a gradual positive progression of society turning towards Christ and away from sin. And as in our personal lives, it takes our whole lives to get to that point, it also, on a cultural level, takes a considerable amount of time. And we're told that when Christ talks about the mustard seed and also Ezekiel 47 with the water spreading and the river growing, right? Gradually, we see this gradual dominion and spread of the gospel message across earth. So I thought that was a really good version to kind of highlight some of these, some of these truths, some of these sorts of things, and to give us encouragement that Christ is reigning, Christ is on the throne, and because of that, we now have the ability to go therefore and make disciples of all nations. 
So with that said, I'm going to pass it on over to Jake. We're going to start talking about our current events, what happened this week in the world, and we're going to talk about it from a uniquely biblical perspective. Dude, take it away. I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. Yeah, multiple things interesting that, that have recently happened. But Sweet. of course, as always, I will go on a, on a train talking about the Supreme Court. Oh, now. yeah, it's another court day. Yeah. Love it. I yeah. learn so much on these days. This is great. <laughs> and this, this is more or less talking about the justices themselves, not necessarily an actual, um, an actual Supreme Court case. However, I will be breaking down a Supreme Court case, but it's to talk about a, a bigger, bigger thing about the, the Supreme Court justices. Um, but, but first of all, my first headline is, says, Supreme Court narrows EPA's ability to regulate carbon dioxide emissions. Ooh, um, I like that. And, and the EPA, if people don't know, is the Environmental Protection Agency. Yet another right. branch of civil government that shouldn't exist. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But the Supreme Court, in a 6-3 decision, stopped the Clean Air Act. Sweet. Now, that sounds what the Clean good. Air Act is, is the Clear Air Act is an act that gives power to the EPA so that they can more regulate carbon emissions. And ah. they, the article specifically says on immobile and mobile um uh, mobile uh, things. Doesn't vehicles? Say things. But I wanted to say vehicles, but I'm assuming it's also talking about buildings. So oh. It's not a vehicle. Interesting. But, okay, so just um, emissions in general. Yes. I got you. Yeah. Now, has this act but, been around for a while, or is this a relatively new development? Or It's a new development that okay. the Supreme Court is now jumping on to get rid of. Wow. Very cool. Um, yeah, and really, the answer here is... The Supreme Court is really on a roll these past couple of weeks. Oh, you can say that again. The, the Roe v. Wade decision. Yeah. Then we come to the the trying to allow um, more freedom in religious freedoms. Yep. Uh, with the with the uh, uh, thing I was talking about last week. The, uh, the case oh yeah, about the coach week. on the field. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you missed yeah. that episode, go back and check it out. That was a good one. Yeah, but. With them being on a roll, of course, they are going to be attacked for what they are coming out on, standing on. Mm. Um, and this is where I come into the next headline, talking about the Supreme Court Marshal asked state officials to act on protests at justices' homes. <laughs> <sighs> this, is, this is scary and this to is act, sad, but, So to act on protesters, does that right. mean he's now going to stand up against them? Uh, well, no, the, the court, the, the court martial is trying to put ass is asking the, the state officials to, you know, act on this, okay. get them out yeah. because it is, asking them it to is do something. law that they, yeah, it is law that they can't be protesting right there, Wow. right? That these, that these justices have rights in this department, but mm. the, these state officials are not. Um, enforcing it. So just Not to provide further context for those who maybe don't know, um, there have been a series of protests outside of, is it just Supreme Court judges or is it also just other pro-life judges or like... It, it could be, but okay. right now I primarily, think most primarily, yes, okay. Supreme Court judges. Yeah, so protesters outside their houses, have, have they gotten violent, like thrown things or like what's the 
Do you know what the I situation do not think is? Or? So, okay, but I think it would be a. I that wouldn't surprise me if yeah. that was the case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that hasn't been brought up in any article that I have seen. Gotcha. Uh, but for several weeks now, the justices have been bombarded with multiple protests. Wow. All around for their contact con um conduct conduct. There we go. Conduct. With, uh, okay. With the uh, with the abortion and the pro life uh, case, yeah. Now, what's your totally shooting from the hip here? Totally random spitballing. Sorry, <laughs> put you on the spot. But what is your take on um, protesting uh, federal judges of that level in a peaceful way? Obviously, I'm not uh, advocating for violence here. But what is your take, provided they were doing some? Let's say, for instance, that they were upholding Roe v. Wade. Right. And also take into consideration that these aren't people that we elected. So we have no say as to whether or not they are there. Our representatives who should be representing us are the ones that appointed them. Right. So Mm -hmm. what is your take? Like if the people aren't allowed to protest, what is their recourse uh, against people who are, as we know, everyone is totally depraved. So what is our check and balance against some of these judges? Um, Well, uh, probably the biggest check and balance is, and this is not something directly the people can do, um, but they can elect representatives who can do it, but they can impeach the judges. Mm. Um, judges, uh, judges can be impeached. Okay. Like Thomas was being impeached once, right? but it didn't, it didn't go through. Yep. But, um, that, that is something that can be done, but also, I I do think, and this is an issue that I think a lot of people can talk about, and I could really see a position on either side at this moment as to whether protesters should be or shouldn't be allowed on, uh, allowed around the houses of the justices to protest. I could see both cases, but I I don't. I don't exactly know on that on that issue. Um, yeah. For those in the comments, please uh, bring up your own opinions on that. <laughs> yeah, we'd love um, to know. Yeah, but my my biggest question here is why have these Supreme Court judges, with all this happening, how have they not broken yet? Mm, how that is a good. Why question. have they not given in? Yeah. And, and I mean, I can understand for Thomas. Right. Yeah. Um, He's Thomas biblically based. Being, Right, being very, very strong, but then a justice like Roberts, <laughs> who is not strong at all. Yeah. But, and how they're still doing this, they're still putting out these decisions that are really good. Yeah, yeah. And something I think that's a little discouraging to Christians here is the justices on the Supreme Court are acting more Christian-like mm. than even most Christians. Dude, in, good point. In the, sense, in the sense that they are being stronger and braver. Yep. That they are standing up for what is right, even though even though it is a secular um, court, I would say, um, other than Thomas. Yeah. I don't think they are actually, even if they are Christians, even if they may claim to be Christians. Yeah, I think Barrett, Barrett claims to be a practicing right. Catholic, I think. Um, yeah, but she certainly doesn't vote as someone who trusts in the exactly. word of God as, as her ultimate standard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
So, in a sense, these secu- this secular court is acting more Christians than most Christians. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, yeah, it, it should bring us shame as Christians <laughs> to see that and to realize that, wow, that's um, okay. We're really dropping the ball when secularists are getting it right and we're not, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, when we as Christians are either not running for office or running for office and not understanding what the Word of God calls us to do once we get there. Um, yeah, we, we, we are in a horrible shape uh, as collectively as Christians in, in a collective universal church. Yeah. 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 Well, anything else to add? That is it. My, my call to action there is Christians stand <laughs> up, be strong and yes. go therefore. <laughs> yes. Love it. Go therefore. I feel like Jake is one day going to walk in with a t-shirt that says go therefore. I mean, I, I think that that, I, we, maybe we should get like coffee mugs made up or something that says go therefore. Definitely mark. my two, my two biggest, like, um, very short paraphrased quotes from the Bible is go therefore in, in the beginning God. <laughs> yes. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you, Jacob, as always, for bringing up our uh, latest little tidbit and insights into the Supreme Court and how that whole court process works, because that's always confusing. But you can always rely on Jake to be our local Supreme Court or general court information researcher guy. So, yeah, And if anybody <laughs> in the comments or wants to email us telling yeah. us another court case that you want me yes. to talk about, that's great. I love talking about court cases. Yes. It's really, really fun. And we love listening to it. So thank you very much. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I want to move into uh, a news article. Um, and this, I think just, it's something that's been brewing under the surface for a while, and it's just going to come to a head in September, later this year. Uh, the, the headline is Justice Department paying $1.5 million dollars. That's, first of all, huge sum of money. Uh, $1.5 million to develop transgender-specific programming in federal prisons. Yes, you heard that right. Transgender-specific program in federal prisons. I mean, okay. Wow. Wow. Um, So not going to justice and not going to a limited version of defense, which are their two jobs. So why the heck are they involved? Let's get more into this. The money is being used to create a transgender programming curriculum according to the article, for uh, for prisons within the Federal Bureau of Prisons. From now on, I'm going to call it the BOP. Um, So I'm not saying BOP. I'm just saying BOP. That's the (laughs) Bureau of Prisons. Um, Apparently, all of this is being developed by a private company called The Change Companies, according to the Epoch Times. Uh, They go on to say that since 2008, this private company has received $3.4 million from... Uh, the BOP in awards in the states of Nevada, West Virginia, California, and Kansas. So, wow. Okay. Um, up until this point, we've been like, wow, civil government. How, but how it's, it's horrible. Oh man. If we could just get this civil government under wraps. I mean, so many people moving out of their states, like, you know, like I did, I moved from communist PA to get to a more free place like South Dakota, because I couldn't take the, uh, communism and the socialism and the evil that my governor was doing in the state of Pennsylvania. I had to get out of there. So that was the civil government pushed me out of that state, right? So 
It's like, yeah, we understand that. We get that as a culture. I think generally conservatives are on board with, yeah, our civil government isn't great, okay? But it's becoming more obvious that we can't just blame the civil government for all these things. Here's the scary part. It's coming from us, guys. It's coming from this private sector. The problems in the civil government are symptoms of the problems in our now godless society. This is a private company doing this. It's only getting money from the civil government. That's the creepy part in this whole yeah. evil shenanigan. Go ahead, Jake. I think it's I think it's also it fits into the point that we've talked about multiple times that the the call is coming from within the house. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. We we have the Republican Party that we we push so much that we think is is another savior. Yes. And, yes. And we 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 um put too much into that mm. and that's the problem right right that's the problem there not not what the democrats are doing we can we can count on the democrats to go the wrong way and everything yes the republicans we trust them yeah and that's so that much worse work out for us. yes yes yeah great point yeah when our trust is not based on the only infallible book only inerrant book in this world, the Bible, we get errors, we get problems. And this is one of them. Yeah, great point. Um, so a statement from the BOP, from the BOP, said, and here's their quote, they recognize the importance of appropriate gender-affirming management and treatment of transgender individuals in its custody. I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I have no words. I don't know how to respond to this. They recognize the importance of appropriate gender-affirming management. Okay, first of all, if these are the criminals, that if they're really criminals that are in here, which that could be contested as well, people are uh, unfairly and unjustly put in, in cages like animals all the time, okay? But if they're really prisoners, let's just assume that for a moment, then... You think that they're bad people that shouldn't be in society. And yet you want to affirm their mental illness of thinking they're a woman when they're a man or vice versa. Really? Oh, that makes complete sense, guys. Um, <clears throat> the most ridiculous part of this whole thing is that they despise these people so much that they're willing to lock them in cages like animals, which is prisons are wrong. They're unbiblical, unjust. They're criminal by the way, and we're going to get into that in a second. Prisons are wrong. Um, but these people are willing to lock other people in cages like animals. <clears throat> but then they turn around and claim they want to help them by pushing them further into Roman one, Romans 1 levels of depravity. They're not helping them either way. They're treating them like animals. And then they're pushing them to become twice the sons of hell that they were before. Everything about this scenario is wrong. The Epoch Times article goes on to say that, uh, and this is a quote from the article, a total of 1,414, accounting for a little less than 1% of the 158,033 federal inmates under the BOP's charge, currently identify as transgender. So um, 1,400 people, 1,400 people currently identify as transgender within the prison system. <clears throat> Excuse me according to data provided by a BOP, BOP public affairs spokesperson, uh, end quote. So, okay, so there's 1,400 people in there with a debilitating mental illness that uh, they think they're a man or a woman or vice versa when they're actually not. Um, and that has less than 1%. 
So we've sunk how many millions? 3.4 million dollars um, since 2008 into something that accounts for only 1% of the people that they treat like animals in these cages. Okay, yeah, that makes complete sense. Um, I do not believe that the Bible allows for prison systems. We simply don't see it in the principles given by God to govern a nation with true justice. We see restitution and the death penalty. You look all throughout the Old Testament. Look in Deuteronomy, Numbers, Exodus, Leviticus. Where do you see prison systems? There are two forms of punishment. The death sentence, which is an extreme punishment, or restitution. And that looks very different according to the case. There are no prison systems. There is no life sentence where you are locked in a cage. First of all, you're now draining society of that money. Second of all, no one there has benefited, neither the person in the cage nor the person who they wronged. These cages are just another way for the civil government to treat people like animals. And it is wrong and evil and it needs to stop. Um, so speaking of putting people in cages, uh, Attorneys, my next headline is attorneys claim government manufacturing evidence to charge and incarcerate January 6th prisoners who have also been kept in cages without uh, charges, most of them, for well over a year now, right, Jake? It's been like mm -hmm. well over a year, right? <laughs> these, yeah. these people have been in. What happened to a speedy trial? What happened till innocent until proven guilty? What happened to charging people and making those charges public? What happened to bail? What happened to all of these different things that are supposed to exist? It just goes to show that we no longer have a system based on the principles we thought it was based on. The Constitution, yeah. at the end of the day, is just a piece of paper. That's all it is. Yeah. If the people don't stand by it and follow it, and the social compact is broken, then... It means nothing. It's a piece of paper. Go ahead, Jake. Yeah. And especially when these people haven't been charged, but yeah, but the the entire way that they're treating the the January six prisoners, um, it's while them not being charged with a crime, they are being treated terribly. Mm. As yes. as I've covered before in other articles, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's crazy. But I I'm thinking here. And and this is this is just a thought. Is this is this tinfoil hat time? Yeah, no, no, no. But it's just <laughs> if it, putting ourselves in the mind of the atheist, in the mind of the Democrat, in this situation. Yeah, these people are criminals, right? They have been charged with a crime. If they truly think that their justice system works and is correct and <clears> is good, <throat> then me. then these people are criminals, yep. right? Why should they care that these people are transgendered or not? Why should they care that yeah. these people get to acclaim their mental illness? Yep. You know? And yep. and why are we spending especially over a million mm. trying to do this? Yep. Yep. Precisely. Yeah. I know. That's That's what I'm asking. Absolutely insane. But when you give up the word of God as your ultimate standard, you do insane things. You're given over to a depraved and darkened mind uh, and a foolish mind at that. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. Um, yeah. And as we're going to talk about more on Wednesday, our Wednesday episode, definitely check that out. 
bad things happen when the word of God is not your ultimate standard. You can't account for anything, logic, reasoning, and you start to lose your logic and reasoning. Uh, A darkened mind, as described in Romans chapter 1, which by the way, if you haven't read that recently, pull it up. It's a good one to read through. It's particularly at this time. A darkened mind, if you want to know what that looks like, look, uh, look at the news. Look outside. (laughs) <laughs> this is exactly what it looks like when God gives his people, gives people over to a darkened and depraved mind because of their sin. When a nation is under judgment, this is what it looks like. <clears throat> yeah. And we make, we make these jokes so many of the times that um, people in political power are liars and, you know, they're, they're a problem. You know, they have, they have issues. And I'm always like, so then what are we doing about that? Obviously, yes. that's wrong. Yep. But what are we doing about right, that? Right, right. Is there, is there just, we we blame, and then, oh, move on with your life. Okay. Yep, yep. Or is it, we blame, and then back we it fix up. fix it. Yeah. Yes. Or don't blame at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which, by the way, neither of us advocates for not blaming at all, but it's also kind of a, well, take the log out of your own eye situation sort of first, right. you know, like... Take the log out of your own eye, which means go to your church and make sure that your church is preaching on all of scripture for all of life. And if it's not, part of taking that log out means maybe you got to find a different church. You know, (laughs) maybe you need to find a church that is preaching all of scripture for all of life. Because where does it all start? First, it starts in the family and it boils up to the church. But what is the best way to fix society right now? Fix the church. Get your churches preaching all of scripture for all of life. Make sure your churches understand how the Bible applies to society. And then the Christians will know what to do when they get in positions of governmental authority. When they run for office, they will know what to do. Right now, they'll have no clue. There's no difference between a Christian and a secularist, most of the time, generally speaking, across America, when they're in public office. So. All right. Well, we are out of time. I do want to recap this article really quickly just so you check this out. It'll be in the description below. But basically, it's it's uh, the condensed version is that there's two points. A, there's a history of multiple Democratic officials and representatives, Democrat officials and representatives, lying and fabricating evidence in court to fit the overarching agenda of their side. And, and B, uh, the January 6th situation is being handled very suspiciously and unconstitutionally, which everyone, I think, listening knows this pretty well. Um, but it, it really seems like everything about this case is being done in a way that paints the prisoners in as bad of a light as possible. Claims are being leveled against them that are entirely uns- uh, unstamped, unsubstantiated. I can't read my own notes. Good grief. Entirely unsubstantiated. Yet those same claims are then parroted by everyone in the media as fact. So everything about this is fishy. Check out this article. Lots of really good information there. Um, so yeah. Jake, thanks so much for some of the insights that you brought the Supreme Court stuff. Um, we all really appreciate uh, you listening to us. Jake, anything to add before we wrap up today? Well, I mean, last <laughs> final thing, and yeah. I, I love putting this in, but uh, as, as my final call to action, as I said before, go there for. <laughs> and yes. I, I hope by now people know exactly what that means. Yes. 
Yes. We should spend an entire discussion topic just talking about go there for. That would be time well spent, I think. Um, but if you have questions about what Jake means by go there for, leave it in a comment below our video. Like this video. Send us an email at trdshow at protabmail.com. Also, go to trdshow.net. That's our show website. We got all sorts of cool stuff on there. Get a free mug. By the way, free mug, free stickers, free t-shirts. Uh, Reform to Center's merch is available as well on the website. It really helps us support the show if you buy a t-shirt, mug, or sticker. Join our newsletter at trdshow.net slash newsletter. And we look forward to seeing you on our Wednesday episode. Don't miss it. You don't want to miss what we're going to be talking about then. Very exciting stuff. And until then, remember everyone, in all that you do, do as unto the Lord. <laughs>